Welcome to the second episode of 2024. Today, I will revisit a post from my first blog titled From Grievance to Gratitude. As we dive in, let's see if I'm still that guy who was so full of resentment. I don't think I am, but I'll let you be the judge. I'm Ken Boone, and this is my podcast, Much More to Say. episode, I told you how my podcast will be closely aligned with my blog. For example, every third Wednesday, I'll publish a music-themed episode followed by a music-themed blog post two days later with a link to a YouTube video. On the fourth Wednesday, I'll recap the events of that month, which will align with my news, notes, and more blog posts that I've been publishing every fourth Friday since July of 2023. And I promise to share more with you on this strategy in the coming weeks. Today's episode is based on an old blog post titled Doctor's Orders, which was originally published on January 13th, 2020, during my recovery from congestive heart failure. For me, January means it's time for my annual follow-up medical appointments. This routine started back in early 2020, shortly after my first hospitalization. Initially, I faithfully followed my doctor's orders. Then I began to feel like I was visiting my local Jiffy Lube. That's because it seems like they were always trying to upsell me on things beyond the normal stuff. For example, last Wednesday, I was sitting in the waiting room of my nephrologist, also known as a kidney doctor. I was there because they needed to draw and test my blood for any abnormalities. Now, it wasn't his idea to put me through this battery of tests. In fact, After reviewing my prior lab results, he asked Celia and me why we were seeing him in the first place. The reason we went to see him was that my new cardiologist was concerned about my slightly elevated creatinine levels. Now, the heart guy even stated that I have stage three kidney disease, which is absurd. My kidneys have acted a little quirky since I injured them from a fall when I was five years old. So the numbers were nothing to alarm me, at least. I got my lab results the next day, and I was happy to learn that my numbers were even better than my prior results. That got me sent to this guy in the first place. Even my creatinine numbers went down, although still slightly elevated. I have a follow-up appointment with a physician's assistant, not a doctor, to go over any next steps. I have an appointment with my cardiologist in a couple of weeks, but before I see him, he's urging me 
to get an EKG and a stress test. Now, while I'm open to the EKG, I balked at taking the stress test. As both my current and previous cardiologist said, there's no evidence of heart damage. Nothing structurally wrong. They just want to rule it out. But the idea of taking the test is enough to raise my level of stress. Now, I'm not going to go to all of that just so Dr. D, that's what I call him, can just check off a box on his chart. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for all the excellent care I've been getting, and I'm still getting. Because of them, I lost over 60 pounds of bloat and can move, move around freely without getting tired. My A1C levels are still within normal range, meaning that I am at a very low risk for diabetes. But I must maintain my regimen of exercise and a healthy diet along with taking my meds religiously. A lot has changed in my life over the past four years. I no longer must hear cardiologists using phrases like treating this like I had a cancer diagnosis or trying to make me comfortable or circling the drain to describe my condition, treatment, whatever. I no longer look and act like someone who doesn't care if I live or die. Just like my friends in 12-step recovery, I'm taking suggestions and seeing positive results. I'm still addressing what is going on between my ears. To me, that is still the hard part, but I'm not giving up. One way to ensure success is to stick with my three resolutions for 2024, and they are number one, work smarter, not necessarily harder. For me, that means keeping things simple and not trying to reinvent the wheel at every turn. Number two, whenever possible, advocate for others. For me, that means not thinking the world revolves around me. My 12-step friends call it doing service work. And number three, don't let perfection get in the way of progress. And for me, that means that if my health numbers are improving or at least holding steady, I'm not going to stress over the fact that I'm not in perfect health. When one of my healthcare providers insists that I do this or that because they want to just rule something out or simply check off a box, I remember Celia telling me about how my father-in-law, who we call Dr. Louis, successfully practiced medicine decades ago. Back when he was in practice, many of the miracle drugs and procedures in use today were either in their infancy or hadn't been discovered yet. In other words, his toolbox was rather limited. He had to rely on a lot of intuition to better serve his patients. Which leads me to the story of the old guy and the lawnmower. Now, this story has been an inspiration to me, and I refer to it each time I'm encouraged to do or take something that gives me pause to do or take. 
It reminds me that sometimes good instincts beat all the bells and whistles that modern medicine offers us today. See, Dr. Louie once had a patient who was in stage four congestive heart failure. I was in stage two when I got my diagnosis in 2019. And I believe that his patient was much older than I was in 2019. And as I mentioned previously, the good doctor had less tools to work with than my doctors had. But that didn't stop Louis, or should we call him Dr. Louis? Yes, we will. Dr. Louis from taking care of business. During my health situation, my cardiologist prescribed several legacy medications, mainly because they were much less expensive while still effective. Dr. Louis's patient was prescribed many of the same drugs. Why? Because they work and still do. While I was hospitalized, the resident cardiologist was aggressively trying to push me to purchase and use a vest that ejected ink whenever my heartbeat was irregular. To me, it seemed less like a medical device and more like a dye pack they use in banks to combat armed robbery. They wouldn't even tell me how much it cost to purchase or lease. Who would blindly fork over hard-earned money for some gimmick? Back then, Dr. Louie told his patient to get a manual push lawnmower and simply cut his grass. That may sound strange, but there was a method to his madness. See, all of this took place in Asheville, North Carolina, a city that's smack in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Since the terrain is not level for the most part, just by walking the property, pushing a human-powered mower gave his heart a strenuous workout. Following that advice, I walked my way to good health. When I go shopping, I park as far as I can from the front door just to get the extra steps in. I also take as many trips up and down the stairs in my house since I learned that doing so helps with my heart rate as well as my blood pressure. And you know about how I like to go to the fitness center and um, just spend an hour at least on a stationary bike. All those activities act as a stress test. Then I'm passing, by the way. So what happened to Dr. Louis' patient? Not only did he mow his lawn, but he mowed the lawn of his neighbors as well. And he lived for another 20 years in good health. If it was good enough for him, who am I to argue with success? Unfortunately, I never got to meet Dr. Louie. He passed away years before Celia and I met. Everyone says that we would have really liked each other. He sounds like someone I can really look up to. Although we never met, in a strange way, I consider myself as one of his many adoring patients. 
That's especially true when I'm visiting one of my actual healthcare providers. It seems that near the end of each visit, a suggestion is made for me to take a certain test or try a different medication or make an appointment to see a certain specialist. When one of those suggestions is made, I thank them and tell them I'll consider their suggestion. When I get home, I talk it over with Celia. Then I ask her and myself, what would Dr. Louie prescribe? Then I'll decide to either comply or graciously blow them off. Today's quote is from American author Caroline Miss. The soul always knows what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, much more to say.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our brand new blog where you will find audio video posts, essays, and the latest news and notes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.